Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host, James. And today, we're a little late, but we're delivering on a promise. Kind of. Okay. So, last bonus episode, I promised I would just, like, read out, uh, like, the synopsises I have for all my Season 5 ideas if I didn't get it done by... Uh, June 30th and I didn't do either of those things but uh, to kind of make up for the lateness of this and also just because this is sort of how it worked out I'm going to offer up a little bit of a compromise so I wrote out uh, the first episode and that would actually go into helping uh, understand some of the later episodes that I have. But I will read out this first episode and then give you a synopsis of the rest and uh, like that will probably be it because I'm I'm not going to be shy about this. The first episode I wrote is like 13 pages on Google Docs. I don't really want to do that for all of them, especially cuz I have other things I need to do including life. And uh yeah, as 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 fun as it would be to, you know, do this it just it's ta- it's going to take up like too long i have like too much other things to do so i need to give you this and you know that that will probably be it unless something like spectacular happens this will probably be the last time littlest pet cast is updated, which I guess might be another reason I kind of put off uh, updating it for for as long as I have, because like I I really don't like saying goodbye, but like this is it, this is everything, and I can't I like I did everything with like the series proper that I think I could. I mean, I I genuinely thought about going through the episodes again, seeing how I would react this time. But I don't I don't know if that's gonna be as fun or as interesting. And it's honestly just gonna eat up more time. Oh, this is like too much preamble, isn't it? But whatever. This is actually yeah, no, this is gonna be a long episode anyway, so uh <laughs> yeah, I I think I think that that's it. Um so I guess without further ado, uh let me take you to what I wrote for a possible season 5 episode 1 entitled Birds of a Feather. So <clears throat> the bell rang. School was out. 
Blythe, young me, Sue, and Jasper were walking out together. Isn't it exciting? Blythe asked. Yes, Sue answered. We get to work together on a group project. Uh, don't we do that, like, all the time? Jasper asked. Yeah, but it's still fun, young me countered. When we do all the work, that is, she gave Jasper a snide look. Hey, I pull my weight when we work together, Jasper defended. Blythe chuckled. This is what I mean. This is why I like working with all of you. I agree, Blythe, Sue said. And the second French Revolution seems like an interesting topic. Well, from what we know of it anyway, young me pointed out. True, Jasper agreed. We don't know that much about it. Well, that's why we're doing research, Blythe explained. Why don't we all do some studying and compare notes tomorrow? That's a great idea, Blythe, young me said. Help! A voice shouted. The kids were panicked. What was that? Blythe asked. I don't know, Jasper said. It sounded like some kind of snarling, young me answered. Help! The voice rang out again. Blythe began looking around. Where's it coming from? Sue asked. Oh my gosh! Blythe exclaimed. She pointed towards the street. Everyone else looked. A raccoon had its legs stuck in a manhole cover. Help! Blythe began running off. What should we do? Young me asked. She turned to see Blythe wasn't there. Blythe? They noticed that Blythe went out into the street to try and help the raccoon. When Blythe got there, she told the raccoon, Hold still! She started lifting the manhole cover, but it wasn't easy. When she finally got it off, the raccoon scurried off the street. Blythe dropped the manhole cover and followed. Soon, a car passed by. Blythe wiped her head in relief. Woo! She turned to the raccoon. Are you okay? The raccoon looked at its wounded leg, adrenaline from earlier gone, and whimpered. Aw, oh, poor thing. She picked them up. We should probably take you to a vet. Blythe's friends ran over. Blythe, are you alright? Young me asked. Yeah, that was crazy, Jasper explained. Yeah, Blythe said. We should probably take this guy to the vet on Littlest Pet Street. They began walking. Well, I'm glad you're safe, Sue said. Thanks, Blythe said. They dropped the raccoon off at the vet and left. Those vets sure are nice, young me said. Well, of course, Blythe said. They wouldn't be on Littlest Pet Street if they weren't. By the way, how'd you figure out where that sound was coming from, Sue asked. Blythe tensed up while young me got a little nervous. Yeah, all I heard was some screeching. Well, uh, you know, Blythe said. Uh, Blythe's just really good with animals, young me interrupted. I mean, you've seen her working with the pets at the pet shop, right? True, Jasper shrugged. Sue chuckled. If I didn't know any better, I'd swear you could talk to them by now. <laughs> right, Blythe said. Jasper got a phone call. Uh-huh. Oh! Yeah, okay. Right. See you then, he hung up. Young me asked, so who was that? Oh, that? Jasper asked. That was my mom. She wants me home soon to help out with some chores. Young me shrugged. All right, then. Well, I'll see you, Jasper said, breaking off. I'm going with him, Sue said. I, uh, left something at his house when I visited last. She ran off. Blythe giggled. Bye, you two, young me added. Don't forget to study. Blythe and young me continued to walk as young me gave Blythe a look. What? Blythe asked. Don't what, me? Young me demanded. You know you're going to have to tell them sometime. Ugh, I know, Blythe moaned. But... I mean, you know how hard it was to tell you, and I literally had to be put in a left-for-death situation to tell my dad. Blythe, we're your friends, young me assured her. What are you afraid of? 
I don't know, Blythe answered. I think people will think I'm weird. You've seen Jasper eat chips with his feet, young me countered. I know, but this is different, Blythe retorted. Blythe, young me said, grabbing her shoulders. We care about you. We would never think less of you for any reason. I know you need to go at your own pace, but please consider telling them soon. Blythe smiled nervously. All right, fine, she said. I'll work on it tonight. Young me wanted to interject, but Blythe said, after I study, of course. Young me nodded, and they continued their trek home. Meanwhile, a pigeon flew onto a wire and looked down at them. Opening credits. That's where I would do that. After the opening. At the Littlest Pet Shop, Pepper was organizing her props when Russell walked over. Russell cleared his throat. Ahem. Pepper turned to face him. Oh, Russell, what are you doing here? Well, Russell began, I heard something incredible through the grapevine, and I thought you'd be interested. The grapevine, huh? Pepper said. Since when could you start talking to plants? <laughs> it's an expression, Pepper. Well, it's not a very good one, Pepper retorted. I mean, out of any plant, I think the Venus flytrap would be able to talk more. Of course, they would want to remain silent. Otherwise, the flies would hear them and, well, fly away and Pepper! Russell said, grabbing her fur. This is serious! With you, Russell, it always is, Pepper responded. I'm just trying to lighten the mood. Russell let go. Fine, he started walking away. I guess you don't want to know what I heard about Captain Cuddles. Pepper became focused. Uh, did you say Captain Cuddles? Russell smirked. And if I did? Pepper rushed over to him. Russell, I'm sorry. Now please, please, please tell me. Hmm, it's fine, Russell said. I'm used to it by now anyway. <clears throat> Anywho... I heard Captain Cuddles and his owners are going to be moving into your building soon. Pepper's eyes dilated. She froze. She started to shake. Uh, Pepper? Are you okay? In her panic, she did what came instinctually and unleashed a smell that covered the entire play area. Various groans of displeasure could be heard. Uh, sorry, Pepper said, still nervous. Just then, Blythe walked into the little pet shop. See you tomorrow, young me. She turned to notice the cloud covering the play area. Oh boy. A little later, Blythe and the pets were cleaning up Pepper's stench. Do you think we got all of it? Sunil asked. Well, it doesn't hurt to be thorough, Russell answered. Guys, Pepper said. I just wanted to say I'm sorry again. It's okay, darling, Zoe said. It is? Vinny asked. Zoe hit him. Ow! I'm surprised you didn't let out a bigger sting, Zoe continued, considering what happened. Blythe was curious. What happened? She asked. Oh, well, uh, Pepper said in a stupor. Apparently, Captain Cuddles and his owner are moving into my building. Really? Blythe exclaimed. That's great. Well, yeah, Pepper said nervously. But, but what? Well, I don't know, Pepper said. I'm just nervous. I mean, I know we get along, but this feels different. Blythe chuckled. I get it. You do? Mm-hmm, Blythe nodded. But sometimes you just gotta go for it. If it's meant to be, it'll work out. But what if it isn't? Pepper asked. What if it all falls apart? Okay, okay, just calm down, Blythe said, trying to prevent her from stinking up the place again. She sighed. Tell you what, 
I'm working on telling Sue and Jasper that I can talk to you guys, okay? Really? P Blythe nodded. And if I can do that, I'm sure you're going to be okay with this. Deal? Pepper thought about it for a second. Deal, she shook Blythe's hand. Blythe, are you sure about this? Russell asked. I mean, I think so, Blythe said. I mean, it's Sue and Jasper. It's not like I'm telling a perfect stranger. But still, I know, I know, Blythe said. She took a deep breath. But I can't put it off forever. And neither can I, Pepper screamed. Blythe giggled. You got the spirit. She looked around. Well, it seems like we cleaned the whole area. I gotta study for a project, but before that, does anyone else need anything? The animals answered no. Blythe chuckled again. Well, I'll come and check on you again later. She hopped in the dumbwaiter. See ya! She closed the door and went up to her room. The next day at school, Blythe, Young Me, Sue, and Jasper were gathering in the room of the last class of the day. Jasper stretched. Man, it felt like today went forever, he exclaimed. Really? I thought it went the same as always. Well, yeah, but I'm just so excited to be working with you that it felt like time slowed down, you know, Jasper retorted. I thought you said we always do this, though, Sue said, turning the tables. Jasper shrugged. It still feels exciting, though, Blythe giggled. I agree. So, are we ready? They all answered, yeah. Good. She looked at Young Me. Young Me looked a little confused. Blythe nodded, then Young Me got it. Uh, she responded with a wink. Uh, before we do anything, I, a phone went off. Sorry, sorry, young me said. That's me, she answered it. Hello? Dad? What's going on? Oh, I see. Um, could I have a second, please? She put her hand to the receiver. My parents forgot our Netfilms password again. This will take a bit. She went back to talking to her dad. Uh-huh. Right, she left the room. I know, Dad. The conversation went on, but it was soon out of earshot. So, what do you want to tell us, Blythe? Sue asked. Gah! Blythe said, spooked by the question. Er, well, I want to wait until young me gets back. Come on, we can fill her in when she gets back, Jasper said. Jasper! Sue chastised. She gave him a serious face. Jasper sighed. All right, I guess it can wait. But I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, Blythe said nervously. Fiona and its pass, and young me still isn't back. Wow, she wasn't kidding on saying it'll take a while, huh? Sue said, almost impressed by how long this was taking. I'm sure she'll sort it out soon, Jasper mused. Blythe was overcame with a sense of urgency. Uh, can you guys watch my stuff while I go to the bathroom? Sure thing, Blythe, Sue said. Great, thanks, she said. Uh, she set her stuff and let, left the room. However, when she set her stuff down, her mom's journal fell out. Jasper and Sue noticed this. Huh, Jasper remarked, picking up. Isn't that Blythe's mom's journal? Sue asked. Yeah. She's been reading it a lot, hasn't she? Sue continued. Yeah. After a bit of silence, Sue said, We should put it back. Yeah, Jasper said. They started to put it back, but Jasper stopped. But aren't you the least bit curious about what it says? Sue was stunned. Well, I mean, there's no harm in taking a little peek, right? Jasper said. Well, Sue said, unable to deny her own curiosity. Besides, it's not Blythe's journal, it's her mom's. What could we possibly find out about Blythe? Well, I guess you're right, Sue relented. Jasper flipped open the book and they started reading it. Whoa! 
Cool, Jasper said. They kept reading it, and they were amazed. Soon enough, Blythe started walking back in. All right, I'm back. She saw them reading her mom's journal and became petrified. Wow, Blythe's mom really thought she could talk to animals, huh? Jasper said. Yeah, Sue replied. Fear gripped over Blythe, and in a panic, she ran away. It's so cool. Say, do you think this is why Blythe is so good with pets? Jasper asked. Maybe, Sue answered. Meanwhile, Blythe was rushing through the halls of the school. No running, a teacher said. Blythe slowed down a bit, but continued her hurry. She arrived at the front of the school. In her fear, she opened the door and ran out. When the door closed again, the Biscuit Twins were there, having just observed Blythe fleeing the school. Like, what was that about? Brittany asked. I don't, like, know, Whitney said. Did we, like, do something? Brittany asked. I don't, like, remember, Whitney said. Well, whatever, Brittany said. We don't have to see her until tomorrow. Yeah, Whitney said. Girls, a different teacher said. You're supposed to be in detention right now. Ah, they sighed. The teacher escorted them back to detention. Back in the classroom, young Mead returned. Sorry, that took longer than I... What the... She screeched, seeing Sue and Jasper reading Blythe's mom's journal. Sue and Jasper looked up. Oh, hey, young me, Jasper said. So, are you... Why do you have that, young me said. Jasper was stunned. Oh, well, it just fell out of her bag, and so you read it, young me said. Well, I mean, Jasper floundered. We were just curious, Sue said, trying to defend them. Ugh, young me sighed. Well, at least Blythe didn't see you. Speaking of, where is she? Jasper put the book back in Blythe's backpack. She went to the bathroom. She has been gone for a while now, though, Sue said. Young Lee sighed some more. I'll go check on her. You stay here and don't read any more of Blythe's mom's journal. Jasper and Sue nodded profusely. Young Lee ran back out. She went to check the bathrooms. Blythe? 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 After minutes of searching, young me returned to the classroom with no sign of life. Okay, either I keep missing her or she's somewhere else entirely. You can't find her, Sue asked. Young me shook her head. This is weird. Do you think she did see us reading her mom's journal? Jasper asked. I feel so bad. Well, we can feel bad later, young me said. Right now we need to find Blythe. No problem, Sue said, taking out her phone. I'll just give her a call. She dialed Blythe's number, only for Blythe's phone to ring amongst her stuff. We have a serious problem, Jasper said. At the pet shop, Pepper was pacing back and forth, psyching herself up. Okay, Pepper, you can do this. You've done a lot these past few years. This hurdle will be no different. She took out a hurdle propped and jumped over it. See? It's that easy. And getting close with Captain Cuddles will be the same. Pepper? Zoe interrupted. Gah! Pepper screamed, being taken aback. Are you doing all right? Oh, hey, Zoe. Yeah, I think so. I'm just doing a little prep work, you know? Oh, darling, I get it. It's not easy to do this sort of thing. Well, no, Pepper said. But if Blythe is doing it, then so am I. That's the spirit, darling, Zoe said. Now, do you want any tips or tricks? The last time you helped me out with Captain Cuddles, he almost didn't want anything to do with me, Pepper remarked. Well... This is different, Zoe scrambled. You're already in, and we've both changed so much since then. I guess you're right, Pepper said. Thanks, Zoe. Anytime, Zoe replied. Now where should we start? Back at school, Young Me, Sue, and Jasper were panicking. Blythe wasn't where they thought she was, 
and she was without her phone. What do we do? What do we do? Jasper screamed. Okay, let's not panic, Sue said. If she's still in the school, we can find her. But how? The school is so big. Well, we can get her to come to us, young me said. How? A few minutes later, they arrived in the principal's office, explaining what's going on. So can you please call Blythe on the intercom, young me asked. Hmm, the principal reacted. Very well. He grabbed the microphone. Will Blythe Baxter please report to the principal's office immediately? I repeat, will Blythe Baxter please report to the principal's office? The kids were relieved, but only briefly, as almost immediately the biscuits showed up. Hi, Winnie said. I can understand your confusion, the principal said, but I wasn't calling for you. We like... No, Brittany said. We're just here to tell you that, like, Blythe left the school, Winnie said. What? Young me, Sue, and Jasper said simultaneously. She looked real upset, Brittany added. We're just, like, here to tell you that, Whitney added. Yeah, so, like, thank us, Brittany said. Otherwise, you'd be waiting for a while. Uh, thanks? Young me hesitated. Whatever, Whitney said. See you later, the twins walked out of the room. This is bad, Young me said. I think Blythe did see us reading her mom's journal, Sue panicked. They said she was really upset. I know you said we need to put off feeling bad until we found Blythe, Jasper said. But can we do that now and still search for her? Blythe's three friends were worried. Meanwhile, Blythe was running down the streets of downtown the city until she needed to stop to catch her breath. What am I doing, she wondered. I mean, it's not like I wasn't going to tell them anyway. But... She began to imagine the reactions of Sue and Jasper, and all of them were frightening to her. Ugh, curse my overactive imagination. She took a deep breath. Maybe I just need to cool off some more. She kept going the way she was heading. As she continued, the pigeon from earlier uh, flew onto a nearby rooftop and began observing her more. Young me, Sue, and Jasper were walking to the doors to leave the school. Okay, I think we need to call someone, Young Me said. Yeah, Jasper said. I mean, I don't care if she never speaks to us again. I just want her to be safe. Young Me paused. She'll want to speak to you again. You don't know that, Sue said. I didn't expect her to run off without saying anything. Or taking her phone, Jasper added. Young Me sighed. Look, let's just focus on finding Blythe, all right? She took out her phone. At the pet shop, Mrs. Trombley was cleaning the counter when the phone rang. Littlest Pet Shop, home for all your pet care needs, and figurehead of Littlest Pet Street. How may I help you? Young me? What's going on? What? Oh dear. You did the right thing. Uh-huh. I'll help search for her too. Alright then. Bye. She hung up the phone. She burst into the play area. Emergency, she called, alerting the pets. Blythe has gone missing! The pets reacted with horror. I know, I know, but that's why I'm going to search for her, and you're coming with! The pets agreed. Mrs. Twombly led them to her car. As she was starting the car, Pepper had a realization. Wait, if Blythe left, that means... Pepper, please calm down, Zoe informed her. We'll find her. Yeah, but if Blythe ran away, why shouldn't I? Pepper screamed. Zoe hit Pepper with a rubber chicken. Ow! Was that my rubber chicken? Listen, Zoe said. It's going to be all right. You have nothing to be afraid of. And once we find Blythe, she won't either. You're right, Pepper said. The car started going. At least, 
I hope you're right. Outside of the school, Roger pulled up. Young Misu and Jasper ran up to the car. Sorry about all this, Mr. Baxter, Young Misu said. Yeah, we messed up, Sue said. Really badly. It's okay, kids, Roger said. You did the right thing. Now let's find Blythe. They got into the car and took off. Blythe was still walking around aimlessly. Every time she wished to go back, she became paralyzed with fear. She kept going. Meanwhile, the pigeon kept on following her. Blythe grew a little weary that she was being followed. She turned around only for the pigeon to hide. She kept walking, turning around intermittently only for the pigeon to hide and keep following her. She went back to walking. I swear, oof, she bumped into someone and fell over. Are you all right? The man asked. Yeah, she said. She got up and started dusting herself off. Well, sort of. She looked up at the man. He was a bit taller than her, but not taller than her dad. He was wearing khakis, a yellow shirt, a black tie, and a brown trench coat. He had brown wavy hair and hazel eyes. Sorry for bumming into you. No problem, he said. So, where were you going in such a hurry? Well, uh, nowhere, I guess, Blythe answered. She sighed. I just... I've got a lot on my mind. I see, the man said. Do you want to talk about it? I don't know, Blythe said. My dad told me not to talk with strangers. Hmm, smart dad, the man said. He took out his ID. Nick Forsyth, private eye. Oh, Blythe said. I guess you could tell I'm lost then, huh? Kind of? Well, I mean, I don't have my phone on me. Or anything, really, Blythe admitted. It's all right. I guess we can talk. Very well. I know just the place. They started walking. By the way, what's your name? Oh, I'm Blythe. Blythe, huh, he said. What a lovely name. Nick took Blythe to an ice cream shop. Order whatever you want. Are you sure? Blythe said. I'm still a growing girl. It's fine. They sat down and placed their orders. So why are you, as you said, lost? Blythe sighed. Well, it's a bit complicated. Go on, Nick said. Ah, uh, Blythe said. Well, I, I was supposed to be with my friends working on a school project, but... I think they found out something that I've been keeping secret. Oh? Yeah, Blythe continued. I didn't know what to do, so I panicked and ran. I see. Is it bad? Huh? Like, did you do something to wrong them? Nick asked. Like, steal something of theirs? Oh, no, nothing like that, Blythe said. It's just... It's something about myself. You feel like sharing? Nick said. No, Blythe panicked. I mean, no. Nick chuckled. All right, all right, I get it. We all have secrets. Blythe slightly smirked. I mean, I was going to tell them, but... Uh, I see. You don't have to tell me what your secret is. But what are you afraid of, Nick asked. Well, Blythe answered, I'm afraid that they're going to think I'm weird. Well then, if they think you're weird, then that's their loss. Blythe was taken aback. Are you suggesting they dump them as friends? Perhaps, Nick said. But they're like my best friends, Blythe protested. Listen, Blythe, Nick said. As someone who has their own secrets and as someone who's had their fair share of friends, if they were going to insult you, they were never your friends in the first place. However, if they're really your friends, then they wouldn't care. Are you sure? Blythe asked. Positive, Nick replied. Blythe thought about it. Well... I mean, I have experience with people who would insult me. 
How many? Nick asked. Just two, but they're really mean, Blythe replied. I see. These guys, Blythe pondered, they're different. We've done everything together. Nick smiled. Well then, I think you have your answer. Blythe nodded. Yeah. After finishing their ice cream, they left the establishment. You know, I actually do feel better after our talk. Well, I always find it useful to talk about my issues with people. Nick said, do you want help getting back home? I think I'll manage, Blythe said. Nick nodded. Very well. He took out his business card. If you need anything, don't hesitate to call. Blythe took the card. She nodded. Thanks again. She left. Nick waved goodbye. As soon as Blythe walked out of sight, the pigeon following her landed close to Nick. Keep an eye on her, just to be safe. The pigeon nodded and flew off again. I can't take it anymore, Pepper said back in the car. Pepper, calm down, Zoe instructed. But, but, Pepper said worry. If Blythe's backing down, then what chance do I have? She's not backing down, Zoe said. But Blythe is our strength, Pepper said. If she's failing even for a second, Pepper, listen, Zoe said. Yes, Blythe has gotten us through a lot, but we've also helped her quite a bit, too. Just as she is our strength, we are hers. So if she's feeling weak, we need to be her strength. Pepper sighed. You're right, Zoe. Thanks. Anything for a friend. They hugged. Meanwhile, Blythe was walking back with a spring in her step. The pigeon was following her, keeping their distance. However, Blythe felt their presence. They kept hiding when Blythe looked, but Blythe could not shake the feeling that she was being followed. She sped up, which caused the pigeon to do the same. She was increasingly worried of what she thought was following her, but the pigeon remained determined. She eventually darted off into an alley, causing the pigeon to do the same. When the pigeon arrived, they found no trace of Blythe in the alley. They went further in to investigate. When they landed on the ground, Blythe snuck up on them and used an empty trash can to contain them. Ah! All right, talk! Why are you following me? Let me out! The pigeon screamed. I'll let you out when you answer my question, Blythe demanded. All right, look, the pigeon said. Even if I wanted to answer your question, you wouldn't understand me anyway. You think so, Blythe said? Well, guess what? I can understand you, so start talking. Look, just let me... The pigeon realized what Blythe said. Wait, what? Are you serious? Do I sound like I'm joking? Blythe asked. After a bit of silence, a walkie-talkie sound could be heard. Boss, we have an emergency. What? Blythe said, surprised. Blythe? Nick said. Gah! Blythe said, turning around but still keeping her hand on the trash can. What's going on here? Nick asked. Um, it's complicated? Blythe answered. Just tell the truth, the pigeon said. What? No, Blythe whispered. Fine, I'll do it for you then, the pigeon said. Wait, what? Blythe said, puzzles. She can speak to animals too, boss, the pigeon shouted. Blythe was a little on edge, but then that last word hit her. Two? She looked at Nick, curious. Nick sighed. French fry. Code word. Really? French fry answered. You don't trust me. Code word, Nick demanded. Ugh, fine, French fry said. Forty-five pajamas. Blythe was confused. Forty-five pajamas? What does that mean? Nick smiled. It means nothing. It's complete nonsense. Yet it serves to trip people up who claim they can talk to animals but can't. Oh, Blythe said. Now then, I believe you have my associate trapped in that trash can. 
Blythe looked at the trash can and lifted it up. French fly flew to Nick's shoulder. Ah, uh, Nick chuckled. Don't. Um, so you can talk to animals too? Blythe asked. Yeah. Huh. I sent French fry here to follow you because I was worried about you, Nick explained. I saw you run into traffic yesterday, so I was worried, French fry explained. You saw that? Blythe asked. Yeah, French fry said. I mean, I appreciate you saving that raccoon, but... I guess I was a little too risky, huh, Blythe said. Well, you're safe now, Nick said. I guess you got a brighter head on your shoulders than I thought. Come on, French fry. We can leave her be. They started to leave, but Blythe called out, Wait! They turned around. Um, well, I just haven't met anyone else who can understand animals before. So, um, you can help me get home and maybe we can talk? Nick smiled. I'd like that. They started walking together. So, when did you find out you can understand animals, Blythe asked. I figured I was around your age. Huh, Blythe said. Needless to say, it took me by surprise. Tell me about it, Blythe said. I first learned I could understand animals in a pet shop, and then they proceeded to do a song and dance routine. Nick chuckled. Well, I can't say my first experience was anything like that. So, how do you manage, Blythe asked. Well, as you may know, it's not the easiest thing, Nick said. But with the right people, French Fry was about to interject, but before he could, Nick finished. And pets, anything is possible. I see, Blythe said. So, you're a private investigator? Yeah, Nick answered. I've always liked helping people. And since I can understand animals, that gives me a resource that I can use to great effect. Wow, Blythe said. You know, one of my friends told me I should do the same. Do you want to? Nick asked. I mean, I can't say it doesn't sound interesting, Blythe answered, but I think my heart lies elsewhere. Fair enough. Meanwhile, Roger, Young, me, Sue, and Jasper were driving around. Jasper looked out the window to see Blythe and Nick. There she is, he called out. Roger pulled over and parked close by. Jasper, Sue, and Young, me jumped out of the car. Blythe, Jasper called out, giving her a hug. We're so sorry, Sue said, joining in, but we're glad you're safe, Young, me added. Blythe was stunned. Um, what's going on? The hug stopped and Young Me said, Don't what's going on, us? You're the one that ran halfway across town without her cell phone. Oh, right. Blythe said, Sorry. Young Me sighed. Like I said, we're just glad you're safe. Roger got out of the car as well and approached the group. He looked up. Nick? Nick was surprised. Roger? What are you doing here? Just looking for my daughter, Roger replied, pointing to Blythe. Huh. That explains a few things, Nick reacted. Blythe was confused. Um, do you two know each other? Yeah, Roger said. Nick here was an old friend of your mom's. Come to think of it, I don't think I've seen or heard from him since... It has been a while, hasn't it? Nick said. Huh, Blythe said. Speaking of, Jasper said, we're really sorry we read your mom's journal. Yeah, Sue said. We were just so curious that we didn't Think about how you'd feel. If you don't want to speak to us again, I understand, Jasper said. Huh? Blythe reacted. Um, why would I not want to speak to you again? We broke your trust, Jasper said. Yeah, and you ran away. Oh, well, um, Blythe said. It wasn't out of anger. I was more afraid. Jasper and Sue were confused. She looked at Nick, who nodded at her to assure her it would be all right. She took a deep breath. The truth is, I can understand animals. 
and I inherited that ability from my mom, Jasper and Sue were surprised. So when I saw you reading her journal, I was afraid. Afraid? Of what? Jasper wondered. That you'd think I'm weird, Blythe said. And you'd make fun of me, or tell everyone, or call the government to have me tested on, or... Whoa, whoa, whoa! French Fly interrupted, flying in front of her place. I think we get it. Blythe sighed. You're right, sorry. She really gets in her own head sometimes, huh? Nick said. You don't know the half of it, young me explained. I think I do, Nick said. Her mother was the same way. Blythe, you know we wouldn't do any of that to you, right? Sue said. Ugh, I know. Blythe said. Young me didn't say anything when I told her, but... Wait, you knew this? Sue asked. Yeah, young me admitted sheepishly. But I've only known for a little bit, and Blythe was just as hesitant to tell me, if not more so. Blythe smiled nervously. It's just so personal to me that I didn't want to take any chances, you know? Jasper got a bit serious. Yeah, I get it. You do? Jasper nodded. There's actually something I've been meaning to tell you guys as well. You're doing this now? Well, we don't want a repeat of this, do we? Jasper said. Sue smiled. You're right. Wait, you know what this is? Young me asked Sue. Well, yeah, Sue replied. But like you, I've only known for a little bit. What is it? Jasper took out his phone and brought up a picture of him and another boy. This is Cameron. My, er, boyfriend. Blythe and Young Me were surprised. Yeah, Blythe smiled. Way to go, Jasper. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually impressed someone wanted to go out with you, Young Me teased. All right, all right, Jasper snided. Young Me chuckled. Sorry. Blythe noticed something. Wait, he seems familiar. Yeah, Jasper said. He's actually in Josh's skateboarding crew. Perhaps I can put in a good word for you? Blythe shook her head. I think I can handle it. Are you sure? Young Me said. Blythe nodded. Josh and I have been getting closer recently. Besides, after what happened today, that seems like something I can't handle. Point taken, Young Me said. Mrs. Tromley's car pulled up. She got out and gave Blythe a hug. Oh, thank goodness you're all right. Blythe chuckled nervously. She hugged back. Sorry, Mrs. T. The pets watched from the car. Aww. Well, I'm glad Blythe is okay, Pepper said. And she'll be glad to know that you're okay too, Zoe said. <laughs> right, Pepper chuckled nervously. They let go. Mrs. Trombley looked up and saw Nick. Erm, um, who are you? Nick got out another business card. Nick Forsythe, private eye. I found Blythe wandering alone, so I took care of her. Mrs. Trombley took it. She fished out her own. Anna Trombley, owner of Littlest Pet Shop and curator of Littlest Pet Street. Nick took Mrs. Trombley's business card. Huh. I've heard of that. Well, it seems you have a little pigeon friend, Mrs. Trombley pointed out. So if he needs anything, you know where to find it. <laughs> Nick smiled. Thanks. He put it in his coat pocket. Later at the pet shop, Blythe was doing some organizational things in the play area. Well, I should get back to my room soon. I've got a big project to work on and my friends are waiting for me. Are you going to be okay? The pets huddled up and gave Blythe a group hug. Blythe knelt down to their level. I know today must have been harrowing, but we got through it. And I knew I'd always have you. It's just... She sighed. Sometimes stress gets the better of us. You know, Blythe, Pepper said. Truth is, when you ran away, I was about ready to do the same. It was only when Zoe talked with me that I didn't completely break down. Aw, thanks, Zoe said. 
My point is, Pepper began, I learned that sometimes you just need to talk to someone when you're feeling down. Blythe giggled. You're right. Thanks, everyone, for always being there for me. The animals all said, you're welcome, in various ways. Blythe giggled again. Well, I gotta go. See you soon. She hopped in the dumbwaiter and carried herself up to her room. When she arrived, young me asked, are you ready? Yeah, Blythe said. Almost, Jasper said. I'm just texting Cameron that I have a project to work on, so I can't talk anymore. Young me nodded. And done. All right, let's do this. Yeah, they cheered. They began working. Outside the window, French fly flew up and observed the group having fun doing their project. How's it going? Nick asked from his walkie-talkie. It's going good, French Fry replied. And that is the end of the episode. So, yeah. I have said before that, like, the show needed one more season to, like, kind of give us a satisfying ending. And, uh... With this being the start of it, I think we're just, like, pushing it in more definite directions, or I am. That's that's kind of what I wanted to do, but again, this whole thing is a process. I need to focus on other things, and if I were to do it, it would just take forever, and I cannot guarantee forever but I mean I think like it turned out all right like in in the writing process I mean I I like the bits and jokes I did I like you know I always like introducing new characters to things and I think Nick and to a lesser extent french fry like are really good like pushing forward point to like you know Blythe and her whole thing with her mom and that that's interesting to me uh and like I mean I like the like B story too cause like I've I've been no stranger to like calling out B stories I don't like or are just like too weak on their own but I think here like everything makes sense and I like give it enough time without giving it too much or too little overall I think I did pretty well on this and I know like I'm just complimenting myself at this point but that's really all I can do because this is like a hundred percent me Instead of, well, I guess at least 50% me, because it's like I, I've built it off of this show and whatever. You know what I mean. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it was fun. I did like doing it, but again, it's just not the easiest thing in the world, and I have to, you know be mindful of like the things I want and need and have to do and all, all that other stuff in between. And so that's why we're not getting like a full episode episode thing of season five, but 
I do have all of the ideas written down. It's going to be 25, and again, with a two-parter at the end, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Well, it has the markings of a two-parter. I just... If I could write it, I might be able to flesh it out a little more. But at the same time, I think it's like a good ending either way. If it's just one episode or two, and that's... Whatever. So, I guess all we can do now is I can just, like, give you the rest, uh, like, a basic synopsis for the rest, and, like, maybe go into more details about, like, some, like, plot stuff that might impact the episode and stuff like that. Yeah, because, like, I did write season five, these, like, essentially like mock-ups of like episode ideas with like solid ideas in mind and like it kind of having a like through line well not really a through line but like you know a flow to it um like it's still gonna have some like fun like fillery stuff but, like, yeah, there there are, like, some, like, plot stuff, too. But, like, again, the plot of Littlest Pet Shop isn't, like, grand. It's just life. I guess with all of that said, let's get a rolling with uh, my ideas for the rest of the episodes. Starting with episode two, Chasing Josh. Blythe received a special assignment from Mona Autumn. Design a line of skater punk fashion. Blythe thinks to ask Josh about this, but Josh is racing around the city and not answering his phone, so Blythe again has to chase him down. But this time, you know, it's different. She's not chasing him down just to return his keys and also because she thinks he's cute. There's a reason for it. Because, like, you know, she needs help with something and she thinks Josh, uh, like, can help with it. And in the end, like, he does, obviously. But uh, the reason he wasn't answering his phone and he was, like, focused was because he was, like, helping his grandmother out with, like, some uh, things. And, uh, like, he didn't want to lose focus. So that's why... All of that. But, as it turns out, Josh's grandmother is also an early adopter of, like, skateboarding. Of the skateboarding scene. And so, the three of them, uh, well, Josh and his grandma both help Blythe, like, uh, with, like, her ideas for this project that Mona gave her. And also, at the end of this episode, Josh realizes... Maybe he has feelings for Blythe. Ooh. But yeah, no, Blythe uh, submits the documents to Mona for her design, with her designs. And Mona loves them, obviously. So, yeah, that's that episode. The next episode, episode three, Feeling Peachy Keen. So, in this episode, we find out that uh, Peachy, the 
Quoka is being harassed by some mean animals at her usual day camp, and so the pets try to solve this issue. And when they go there, it's a lot more rough and tumble. It's not largest ever pet shop, but it's a different pet shop because it is weird, again, that like there would only be two pet shops in a city of two million. But that's neither here nor there right now. And, like, Peachy's just upbeat nature, just, uh, like, like, the, the roughness of this, uh, thing just didn't register to her. And so, eventually what happens is that, like, through shenanigans and hijinks, like, the nature of this, like, uh, like, pet shop is made known and like it's shut down and because it's shut down peachy becomes a permanent member of the littlest pet shop crew <laughs> that's a that's another thing i wanted to do and i i think this uh this you know would be fun anyway so the next episode episode 4 rut so uh, ever since uh, he started to realize he has feelings for Blythe, Josh doesn't really feel like himself and can't really, like, focus on anything. He needs to just, like, you know, think for a minute, but can't. So he leaves his rabbit, Fluffy Lightning, at Littlest Pet Shop until he can figure himself out. And his rabbit... Fluffy is also in a bind as she can't race as well after losing to Buttercream. And in the episode, Buttercream comes over and, uh, like, you know, Fluffy gets, like, mad at Buttercream and challenges her to another race. But, like, Buttercream is like, no, that's not me. That's something else and we can't do it. And it's just this kind of back and forth where it's like, you know, it, it... like eventually breaks down into like I don't know what that other rabbit inside me did but I'm gonna do something for you to help you get over this and like it does and it works and she's uh like back in it and meanwhile like Josh is thinking over to like himself and his feelings and like the episode ends with like him asking Blythe out and Blythe saying yes and they're officially a couple and that is kind of what I wanted from the show but I guess since like it got cancelled it like just couldn't go there and that's what this thing was for so yeah that's that so the next episode episode 5 lights out so, uh, in this episode, Fisher Biscuit is thinking of rolling out a new lighting system for the largest ever pet shop. But when Whitney and Brittany, like, take some, like, test bulbs for a test and use them on Cashmere and Velvet, they go feral. And then they enlist the help of Blythe to, and, like, her friends, her animal friends, to help sneak into the store to prevent this from becoming a thing. And, like, the episode there ends with, like, you know, like, it's very touch and go, but they eventually do, like, make sure it doesn't go off. 
but like uh like Fisher just decides to order more but then like the twins just break down and say no they can't they just they just stand up to their dad and like just say this is what happens we can't do this this will be a disaster for the pets and for us and everything will be like bad and then they tell Blythe that after the fact and Fisher decides to not go through with it after all and like Blythe is actually a little bit proud of them but uh they're they're still a little like icy but not as icy (laughs) most of the episode I think would be hijinks but like the end stuff makes it you know fun I don't know anyway so uh the next episode episode six pet break so when a pet napper that escapes detective nick's grasp returns they target the various pets of the littlest pet street or shop or boom making it unsafe and like nick and blythe have to team up together in order to stop this uh pet napper before they can nap all of the pets all the usual Dave campers and they do just in the nick of time that's just that's just another like fun episode well fillery episode sort of I don't know it's not like you know what I mean I think I don't know oh this next episode though is it's actually along the same vein where it's like sort of fillery but not quite fillery because it's like continuing up anyway the episode seven is first date and as you would expect Blythe and Josh go out on their first date but the pets team up with Roger to make sure everything goes well so it's like that kind of hijinks and stuff just making sure things go well but in a in a in a twist of events like uh like it goes successful because like Blythe and Josh don't notice Roger or the pets and like they make sure stuff doesn't happen it's 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 hijinks filled but it's you know nice it's lovely and so the next episode episode eight the boardwalk conspiracy while on a friend's day out at the amusement park with young me sue and jasper blythe notices that the biscuit twins are walking around with grand grand lorraine uh she uh breaks off from her friends for a little bit to go talk with the biscuits about why are they here with lorraine and what's going on and the twins explain that this is something Grand Grand does every year in remembrance of her late husband. And Blythe finds that, like, sweet and touching. And then they come to the problem of, like, Blythe can't get her friends to leave for no discernible reason. So she and the Biscuits have to, like, maneuver around and make sure one group doesn't see the other. And um, then, you know hijinks i guess that's a that's a thing i've been saying but you know it's applicable and the b plot i have a b plot for this one unlike 
a lot of the other episodes I think I've said so far. Well, yeah, unlike a lot, a lot, not all, but a lot. But anyway, in the beast plot, the pets get involved with a seagull who wishes to stop a group of other seagulls from storming the boardwalk to make it just completely uninhabitable. <laughs> so that's that's just kind of like fun hijinks. Hijinks really is the applicable word here. But like uh, in the end of like the A story, Blythe and the Biscuits bring her friends in on, you know, the fact that the Biscuits can be nice and, you know, help put up airs for Lorraine and, you know, the Biscuits soften a little. It's a it's a continuation of, like, the Biscuit redemption arc that season four started. And I'm just, like, doing some follow-through now. And what I imagine some of that follow-through would be if they actually got to do a season five. So, that's that episode. In the next episode, episode nine, Tour by Night... So Emma returns from tour guide camp, having been rejected due to her lack of directional sense. However, she is found sleepwalking around town, giving tours of various places. And Russell realizes that, like, for the places she's dreaming about giving a tour, she does excellent. The problem is they're in downtown city and not, like, Paris or Rome or wherever she feels like she's giving a tour by night. Hey, that's the name of the episode. Uh, so yeah, this is another thing. This is like Emma just kind of left after season two, but in this episode, I'm bringing her back, you know, having her pop up in some future episodes. Maybe I didn't say any by name, but I'm sure she'll be there if I got the chance to write him. But Again, that's uh, going to be a thing. But yeah, this is kind of like hijinks mixed with like character stuff. And like in the end, Emma like, you know, bounces back up and like, you know, tries her hand at like being a tour guide again. Even though she hasn't been the best at it, it's what she wants and she'll keep trying and, you know, she's doing better. That's kind of what I wanted this episode to be. So the next episode, episode 10, A Nightmare on Littlest Pet Street. So Detective Nick is supposedly being haunted by Blythe's mom. Luckily, the Littlest Pet Shop's day camper of the week is a frog from Louisiana who can help dispel spirits. And so it's kind of like a mix between plot and hijinks. And, like, it turns out, no, Nick's not actually being haunted, despite the fact that ghosts do exist. That's going to be, like, the stinger for this episode, is that ghosts also exist in this universe because nothing matters and everything is real. (laughs) But anyway, that's not the point. Uh, He's not being haunted, and instead it's just, like, these criminals that, like, Nick was all hot on the heels of. And so, like, uh, in order to, like, throw Nick off, they did this, which, you know, 
once they figure it out, Nick has them arrested. Like, super hard. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's... That's a... That's a neat one. Ooh, I, I actually really like this next episode I came up with. Like... It's it's simple, but I love it. So, episode 11 is Roger's Pride. So, on a particularly long flight, a young passenger can't seem to fall asleep because, you know, they're a kid, they're worried, they're unsure of things. And so, uh, Roger uh, goes, takes him to the cockpit, and decides to tell stories about Blythe at the Pets in the Pet Shop to try and, you know uh help help her sleep and it's just like you know a collection of like three small stories i don't exactly know what they would be but like the the point is like it's just roger being a good dad you know to you know one of the passengers on his flight and uh, it's just it's really sweet and I, i i love this idea it's simple but sweet and effective and so the next episode, episode 12, Downtown City Town. When Detective Nick goes missing with hardly a trace, it's up to Blythe and her friends to track him down. Because, like, you know, Blythe is coming to him with some questions about, like, her mom and, like, you know, their shared ability to speak to animals. But since Nick is nowhere to be found, Blythe has to become a detective and, like, track him down. And... Uh, when she finally does, Nick explains that, like, he's usually packed with cases, but he always makes time once a year to, like, find his wife who went missing to, like, work on that case, even though it's kind of cold, just to try to find something there every year so he doesn't let go and lose hope. And, you know, as fate would have it, she's found this year. (laughs) In this episode. And yeah, that's I don't know, I just like kind of like a you know detective story with like intrigue of like, oh, Nick is missing, but then like we have to find Nick and then when we find Nick there's this other thing, but then like it has this like kind of sweet ending and you know things happen. It's a it's it's nice and I like it. So uh <laughs> probably going going in the opposite direction tonally, episode 13, Sugar Crash. So after trying out a new concoction by Aunt Christie, Blythe falls into a catatonic state where she imagines she's in Alice in Wonderland <laughs> and she's Alice, which <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- this is just, like, a fun, weird, like, like, weird episode. But, like, one of those ones that's, like, intentionally weird, so it's kind of awesome. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I wanted that episode to be. So, yeah. The next episode, episode 14. Green with Envy is the new black. <laughs> so, McKenna tries to get revenge on Blythe for, you know, losing the fashion competition, but uh, keeps failing to sabotage Blythe and then realizes she needs help. And, like, 
And that's kind of like an exploration of like McKenna as a character where she's like been where she's going and like she's at a crossroads where she can't like go back once she's taken one way. So she's going to choose the path of, you know, self-destruction and like win at all costs or just like, you know, retain peace and, you know, try to build up the friendship that she and Blythe once had and spoiler alert because it's this show it's that second option but you know I still think this would be like a fun episode to do like like I like this show's characters and how like it kind of runs the gamut with like them and how we see like different characters and things show's really good at it too and like it's kind of one of the things I wanted to do with, like, this season is to, like, give characters, like, the time of day so that, like, their actions can be, you know, like, examined and, like, we can see them sort of have, like, happy endings. So, anyway. <laughs> Ooh. Um. Yeah, but, uh. <laughs> Ugh, this next episode, a little, little, little bit of a downbeat. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, episode fifteen. I'll be home for Christmas, but no one else will. Uh, so, uh, like, throughout like the week building up to the holiday season and Christmas and stuff. Uh, like. Blythe is, like, alone because, like, her human friends have gone, you know, to celebrate with their family. The animals are all, like, going with their owners to celebrate. And, like, Roger and, like, Mrs. Twombly is, like, off doing something with some of her friends. And Roger is still flying. And that means Blythe is alone. And I have stated before, Blythe hates being alone. And she starts, like, freaking out and just, like, kind of goes, like, wandering aimlessly outside. But then Nick finds her and is like, Blythe, are you okay? And Blythe admits, no, I'm not. And so Nick takes her to a therapist who, I, who I'm going to call Noelle. And, like, they have a therapy session about all of this. And, yeah, so, like, you know, it ends with, like, Roger landing and the two of them having, like, a Christmas after, you know, Roger comes to pick her up from the therapist. And also, I call her Noel just, not just because it's Christmas, but also uh, it's that one episode of the West Wing where, like, Josh is dealing with PTSD on Christmas and, like, you know, that stuff. And, yeah, I'm referencing West Wing in a list pet shop thing because that would not be the weirdest reference <laughs> that this show has done. But, you know, I like, again, character exploration, except it's with the main character and it's herself. So, yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit deep and a little dark, but you know it still has a happy ending. 
But yeah, no, Blythe, Blythe goes to therapy now in this, which, you know, I think she needs. But anyway. And again, a, a, a bit of a, a turn on the tone. So an upturn this time. Uh, episode 16, Lock and Key. And I am spelling that L-O-C-H because Blythe and company visit Scotland and they find a Loch Ness monster who is a bit shy and a little inept at staying out of sight. So throughout this episode, they have to help this Loch Ness monster remain, you know, like mysterious instead of just being out there. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a fun episode about a cryptozoological thing and you know, who doesn't like those episodes? <laughs> anyway, we're getting closer to the end, so there's going to be more plot-heavy episodes, and there's going to be, like, three in a row right here. And there's still, like, a few fillery or just-for-fun ones, but, you know, we're going to just, you know, start tying up some loose-ish ends even though it's life that we're following and not necessarily like a dramatic arc. But anyways, so episode 17, Tiger Teeth. So a tiger is loose in downtown city and attacks Josh. Blythe wants to, you know, help and talk the tiger down, but Josh wants to protect Blythe. And uh, Josh at this point still does not know that Blythe can talk to animals. And so, like, the tension builds between, like, you know, a wild tiger loose in downtown city, like, Josh being afraid because, like, you know, he he got attacked. He was, like, actually, like, protecting someone else, but he got attacked and hurt, and Blythe, like, knows that she could probably do it, but, like, Josh, uh, you know doesn't want her anywhere near the tiger for obvious reasons. Blythe knows she can and like it builds up to where she just has to tell Josh why she can, that she can talk to animals and like, you know, Blythe eventually does uh, calm the tiger down and, you know, help it, you know, get back to where it's supposed to be and be less you know, aggro, and, you know, Blythe and Josh's relationship is now stronger after this ordeal. It's a whole thing, and it's really great. So, episode 18, A Matter of Perspective. And this one is... is I'll just explain it. So, uh, Grand Grand... Lorraine is invited to be a guest speaker at downtown city high and Blythe and the twins have to team up to try and make sure it doesn't happen. Otherwise like, you know, something might come out about, you know, the biscuits publicly versus the biscuits with grand grand Lorraine. But, uh, it doesn't, end up working for them and you know as grand grand is making her speech uh like you know she points to her 
uh, like grandchildren thinking they're angels, but then like the school's like, no, they're no angels. They're like little demons. And like it breaks down and then like, like afterwards it, it comes back up where like, you know, uh, like Blythe and the Biscuit Twins are talking with Grand Grand Lorraine about, you know, what they're really like and like how they feel and everything. And, you know, in the end, Grand Grand Lorraine inspires the Biscuit Twins to like, you know, apologize and, you know, try to be nicer, try to be the angels she sees and not the devil that the school knows. And yeah, that's another another big step forward in the Biscuit Redemption arc where everything, you know, comes to a head. And yeah, that's that's uh that's that's something. I don't know how to describe it really. But it is good. I like it. So episode 19, Silver and Cold. So uh, while, like, Blythe, her dad, the pets, uh, her friends, uh, and Nick, like, uh, go to Blythe's old hometown uh, to, like, visit her mom's grave and just, like, you know, make a make a whole weekend of it and just like you know do that kind of stuff uh Blythe finds that uh one of her old friends from here is mad at like not like contacting her ever since she moved to you know downtown city and like Blythe wants to like make it right but like it just it keeps not working but then like the B plot is well I guess the B plot is just like, you know, visiting the grave and doing all sorts of stuff like that, but I guess the C plot would be that like Zoe realizes she left her beret at the airport and has to get a new beret, which she likes a lot, but uh then like is like fussed over whether or not she likes this new beret or this old beret and it's just it's a whole thing. And like I would also imagine there's a there's a scene where like Roger goes to the store to buy that uh pie, I think it was, that he says to have made at home, but really is store bought. Maybe it was cookies or something. Only for uh like the bakery person to like hand him a note from you know Blythe Smile that says, I know, and it's like uh that's a that's a nice thing but uh the thing with Blythe and her friend comes to a head when like Blythe also invited Josh but uh he was busy because he had to visit his cousin and uh one time later when Blythe like is just like fed up and just just goes straight to apologize to her or attempt to apologize to her old friend again Josh answers the door, and it turns out that uh, Blythe's old friend is Josh's cousin, and 
with Josh mediating things, you know, smoothed over and they become friends again. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a sweet ending and I like it. And yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be an episode with a lot of emotions, but I really like the idea. So anyway, episode 20, Lost in Downtown City. So Blythe, uh, Young Me, Sue, and Jasper are on the other side of town, and they all lose uh, their phone charge just as some eggs are about to hatch at Littlest Pet Shop. And, yeah, this is just another episode that's just kind of, like, there to be fun, but also, you know show off the relationship between Blythe and her human friends and you know we see how the pets do things and their hijinks it's just one of those episodes so uh episode 21 playing nice so now that the biscuits have like apologized and promised to start being better they have trouble adjusting to that where like they're legitimately trying but can't seem to like go there all the way and it's just like that for the episode and then they come to Blythe and Blythe is like you know uh, it's a process these things take time but like uh, like they're frustrated and like Blythe you know they connect better with Blythe and in turn that helps them connect better with others and you know the Biscuits get their redemption when they make a new friend. And that is the episode. And, you know, I think that's a neat little conclusion to the Biscuit redemption arc. Because, like, well, yeah, everything came to a head in, like, a matter of perspective. This is, like, the follow-through, the, like what happens now and I guess a lot of this season is just this kind of what happens now instead of all this like big climaxy stuff and it's this what happens now that I really like and it's really interesting to think about so uh, that's it episode 22 a wild surprise so Josh wants to throw Blythe a surprise party and decides to get help from the pets at Littlest Pet Shop. And that's just another fun hijinksy episode where it's like Blythe like coming in and Josh trying to hide this plan for a surprise party and also the pets and they're also setting up. Just fun all around. So we're down to the final three. Episode 23, Bigger Fisher to Fry. So, uh, when appearances seem to suggest that Fisher might be indicted for something that he may have been complicit in, uh, Fisher begins talks to sell the largest ever pet shop to Mrs. Twombly and, you know, do all of that. So, to, like, get his affairs in order before he gets arrested and stuff like that. And it's just, like dramatic tension between two pet shop rivals and like you know Fisher's like the big box Mrs. Tom Lee's like 
home style service and like you know the biscuits are worried about their dad going to jail and like you know stuff like that but uh it turns out like fisher isn't going to get arrested but he goes through with the sale anyways just because like this whole thing has been harrowing on him and his family like the experience of him almost being arrested and he thinks if he like stays in the business like it might happen next time whereas he knows Mrs. Twombly and he respects Mrs. Twombly and like Mrs. Twombly isn't going to be as like you know morally questionable as he might be so he's getting out before he can fall deeper into the hole and now Mrs. Twombly like has largest ever pet shop and like rebrands it as littlest pet shop brand largest ever pet shop and just as like a brand brand and it's just kind of like you know a whole thing but yeah we see like the end of the you know big competition between the two major pet stores of the show and it culminates in this with like Fisher retiring and stuff like that and you know he he's now working to become a better person and by extension Eliza is too and so this is another like cap on the biscuit redemption arc but it's a different biscuit with a different redemption that needed to be made and it is so the penultimate episode episode 24 a batch made in heaven so a few years into the future Blythe and young me are at aunt Christie's wedding reflecting on the circumstances of how they met and then in the present time the time the show takes place in uh one of young me's cousins is getting married and Christy has a bit of an existential crisis about getting married and like finding someone because she's like busy all the time, but she does want to find someone. That's an important thing. And she finds someone she likes, but uh, when she tries to impress them, it keeps failing and it keeps failing. And then, uh, you know, in the end, it turns out he's going out with someone else anyways. But uh, then uh, a woman comes by and says, uh, you know, cheers up Christy. And they become friends. And then back in the future wedding, it turns out that, that Christy is getting married to that woman. <laughs> so that's that episode. And yeah, it's a it's just a nice, fun little like you know thing episode where we just see like christy an episode about christy and you know stuff that leads to that it's just it's just a nice episode before you know the end and speaking of the final episode that i had planned uh episode 25 War of the Wills. So, 
it begins with Blythe accidentally getting a peek at Mrs. Twombly's will and finding out that, like, she's leaving Littlest Pet Shop to the Biscuit Twins. And Blythe gets a little upset because, like, you know, the Biscuit Twins have been getting better, but, like, you know, Blythe was there. Now she helped save the pet shop. She's, like, friends with all the pets. It's it's a whole thing, and Blythe is just, like, freaking out. So Blythe spends, like, a good amount of time just trying to avoid talking to Mrs. Tomley. And Mrs. Tomley's like, why? What's going on? And it's just this whole thing. But then they finally get to talking, and Blythe just explains, like, why she's upset and stuff. And then Mrs. Tomley's like, like, I know you really like the shop. And I know you've done so much for it, but like you're you're a brilliant designer, and I think if you have the pet shop, that'll only like chain you and like I want you to be the best version of yourself. And it's it's not like you can't still visit or be friends with anyone here it's just that you need to be the best you you can be in the and the little pet shop like will chain you down and then like they get into this deep conversation and it's in this conversation that Blythe admits that she can talk to the pets to Mrs. Twombly finally and then you know they make up and you know they're friends again and like Blythe understands all of that and then we flash forward to the future where Blythe is a successful designer and Josh is you know in a band in that band he was in and you know the Biscuit Twins are like nice and you know they're running the Littlest Pet Shop Empire really well and like the pets are, you know, all successful. And then Young Me and Sue and Jasper are all doing well. Roger is just freshly retired. And Blythe presents the uh, Anna Twombly Memorial Animal Preservation thing. I'm not sure. It's just this, like, nice little, like, cherry on top of everything where we just see like the future and we see what all of this you know story and like life show like had and the effect it had and how we see everything it's just it's nice if a little bittersweet because you know death but uh also life and yeah Blythe Blythe also might be expecting a child I think in that flash forward but yeah so that is everything I have for season five that I have written in like the most basic sense like I could like go deeper into it but again I need to, like, move on, too. I need to be, like, unchained. 
like Mrs. Twombly says Blythe needs to be in my imaginary finale. Like, maybe one day I'll write them up and maybe I will post them intermittently. But it's already been so long since, like, I published an episode that was... And that episode was just talking about what this episode was going to be and, like, how. It's been even longer since, like, I finished watching the show for the podcast. But I love it. I loved doing this podcast. I love every little, like, bit of it. It's just... I have to say goodbye, and this is my goodbye. So that will do it for the littlest pet cast, unless something drastic happens and it warrants another thing on this feed. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Anchor, on Apple Podcast, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else ours' feeds go. When they have ideas about future fictional seasons of shows that have ended. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. Thank you for the kind words and services that you have given me. Thank you.